We're Max 98.3 with music from Madonna. It's now 7.53. Let's welcome to the show the one and only Sheriff Grady Judd. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, I'm just wonderful. How are you this morning? We are fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for calling in and joining us this morning. Uh, and, you know, the uh, topic of conversation has been for the past week or so the uh, tragedy that happened in Texas. And um, I know that kind of hit you on a couple of different levels. One, I know you are a, a big advocate of, uh, you know, a person's Second Amendment rights, but then you are also a bigger advocate of children and keeping them safe. So this is, must have been a very powerful and painful experience for you. Well, it truly is. And, and you know, that's, those things aren't mutually exclusive. But, you know, we have created the, the narrative here that the only thing we need is well-trained people on school campuses with firearms. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, I agree with that when everything, because when everything else has failed, that should be the last best option, not the first option. And here, I'm on the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Commission that was put in place by Florida law after that horrible shooting down there. Mm-hmm. And we learned a lot of things. The, the number one thing that I want to point out this morning is these shooters leave traces ahead of time. If people pay attention and they're not in denial and they don't want to get anybody in trouble, if they'll report and say, this person is dangerous, and at least give us a chance for intervention. And when I say us, I don't mean just law enforcement. I don't mean just an arrest. We have to put these folks up with mental health services, and we have to monitor them, and we have to give them medications. Because you see, the active shooter or assailant, active assailant is the perfect terminology, these folks are not your normal criminals. They're not your thugs that rob and steal and shoot somebody as a result of a drug deal going bad. That's not who these people are. These are loners. The world owes them something. They've been bullied. They're outcast. Nobody cares. They're going to show the world that they're powerful. And these are people who have ostracized themselves or been ostracized by the community and usually for valid reasons in that they won't allow themselves to be socially involved. Mm -hmm. So we have to identify those people when they start giving signs. And signs can be Facebook posts. It can be a rant. And sometimes I, I think that we just ignore things. You know, words matter. If somebody says it, take them at face value until we've proven to the contrary. So there's layers that's required by the new Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Law at at school with risk assessments and all kinds of interventions. Law enforcement has interventions. We have ways to refer people for services. So at the end of the day, what we have found And with the one at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, that kid was getting mental health services episodically. But there were silos, and nobody was talking to anybody. So when this kid would go from this service to that service to whatever, nobody was talking. 
So at the end of the day, we have to work together as a community first. Now, I'm the guy who tells you right up front, right straight up, if all of the layers fail, if we do all of the things we should and it fails, or we don't find this person, we don't identify him, then the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And I pray that in that eventuality, we catch them in the parking lot, not once they've gone into a classroom or a theater or a grocery store. I mean, the horrible thought about shooting 80-year-old ladies in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just so bad on, on every angle, just like shooting children. But it's not an inanimate object that's doing this. It's evil, deranged human conduct that we know statistically by studying these shootings, people knew that they had issues, significant issues in advance, but nobody said anything, or they didn't say anything to the right person, or they were ignored as, ah, they're not really dangerous. They're just a little different. I think that you're 100% right that all of those things need to happen. I mean, this guy was posting, he was tagging some girl in California that he thought was hot in his pictures of guns and things like that. I mean, this guy was pretty much all over. Anybody at any time could have said something. I think that that uh, people see this and they go, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to block him on Facebook. I don't want to see that garbage, you know, instead of going. And I think parents should be teaching their kids. If you see something like this on your social media, come and say something. No matter how small you think it is, no matter how insignificant, if you think that this guy's just blowing smoke, who cares? Tell somebody, whether it's a teacher or your mom and dad, a, a police officer, what ha- just tell somebody so that somebody can be aware of it and look into it. And I think that's super, super important that uh, the kids are taught that it is okay, as you always say, Sheriff, if you see something, say something. Well, at the end of the day, why you're exactly right, is we, we are in charge of school safety for the school board. They contract with me to hire the captain and to hire infrastructure. We did a lot of interventions this last year in the school system. And you know what we found with rare, rare exception? It was just a kid being a kid, Mm -hmm. popping off at the mouth. He was angry in the second. He had no, no ideologies or abilities, but we checked them all out. And we, we, then we put everyone on guard to watch for this kid and see if he continues with these, this, what I call dangerous kid talk. Mm-hmm. But we had a chance to see and do everything we could with the resources we had, and it makes a difference. It's not just for the active shooter. It's for the kid that manifests enough energy to commit suicide or to attempt suicide or to hurt themselves. So at the end of the day, we can't predict into the future. We can just look at the indicators and say, hey, this person needs services. We need to follow this person. And, and at the end, after, after we put all of this together, then the school officials, the school mental health counselors, the sheriff's office, the police departments, we all work together and do everything that we humanly can to protect them from themselves or protect somebody else from them. We had a lot of kids who were threatening each other or threatening parents or something. Well, that's not acceptable either. So 
why did they do it? Were they just angry? Did they have mental health issues? Was it a combination of that? But my point is, people are in denial. And then it happens, and they come out of the woodwork and saying, well, I figured if there was going to be an actor, she would be him. Yeah, well, yeah that is very true. Something? That is so sad that that's the way it works, but you're 100% right on that. Yeah, why didn't you say something? Yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this really quick, because I know we're getting close to the end of this. Uh, we got to wrap things up. But, uh, of course, all of that is, is mega important. But that, to me at least, is just one side of it. There is another side of it, and it is you know the debate over sensible gun laws. And w- w- one of the biggest questions, and I just want to get your quick opinion on it, do you agree or do you disagree that it seems a little bit wacky that on his 18th birthday he was able to walk into a gun store and spend over $5,000 buying body armor and assault-style rifles. A, a, a guy who literally just turned 18, who can't even walk into a restaurant and order a beer, but it's okay in America that he can go in and buy $5,000 worth of assault equipment, essentially. And it doesn't raise any kind of a red flag. Do you see a problem in that or no? Well... First and foremost, he couldn't do that in Florida because with Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, we raised that from 18 to 21. Okay. Second of all, when that combination of things were were being purchased, if the people knew that, okay, the sellers, then obviously when an 18-year-old buys two ARs on the same day, that's suspicious. There should have been questions asked. But here's the deal. There was already a law against murder. There was always, already against the law, a law about carrying a gun onto campus. Mm. There was already a law against, you know, bringing a firearm to school and using the firearm in the commission of a felony. These people don't pay any attention to laws. You can pass all the laws you want. That does, that's not even a feel-good thing anymore. And that's what makes me angry. The politicians jump up and say, oh, we need more laws, we need more laws. I haven't heard one of them step up and say, you know what we need to do is have layers of intervention and put more money into mental health services. Have you heard that? Not yet. No. Yeah. No. All you hear is political rhetoric from, you know, well, we need more gun laws. No. No. Time out. Let's deal with the person. Let's make sure there's resources and a place to take these people when we identify them. Let's have a national you know, get out of denial mode, and if you see something, hear something, say something, you know? Yeah, I mean, 100% agree with that. Oh. Yeah. Listen, we have got to run. We're so late, but thank you so much. It was great talking to you this morning and and a very interesting conversation. We appreciate we it. We need to do a podcast sometime, Sheriff, and just really dive into it and have a, and have a long conversation. Tell me when, my friends. Y'all know you're my buddies, and we'll get to the rock bottom issue we'll solve the world's problems that's right baby (laughs) (laughs) thank you sheriff we appreciate you thanks take care my friend thanks sheriff grady judd here at max 98.3